forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I know I say every week that I'm ex- I'm so excited about today's guest. And the truth is, I am because I'm excited about every... Like, I really am. I, uh, I feel so blessed to get these amazing guests. And today's guest is an actual personal friend of mine. We went to the same college, though she's younger than me. Um, but you are going to want to tune into this one. She has books called Entrepreneurial You, Reinventing You, and Stand Out. So if you're not happy with your position in life, I guess is the best way to say it, or your job or whatever, this is the show that you do not want to miss. Um, I will do her full bio in a second. Her name is Dory Clark, but I'm going to give you my jelly bean update first. I just wanted to make sure you knew what we were doing today because I think everybody knows that much of my weight loss coaching isn't overhauling people's kitchens and, you know, calling it a day. Most of it, honestly, is getting them in a position where they're excited about their life. If you hate your job and you go every day and you just can't stand it and then you hate your husband or, you know, whatever, um, if your life isn't in line in like most ways, it's really hard to lose weight because then it all becomes about food. It's not about the fun you're having over here and the fun you're having over here and that magic you're creating in your day. It's literally about, oh my God, I ate. Oh my God, I ate. Oh my God, I ate. When we all know when strife is going on. So Dory is going to fix all of that for us today. <laughs> but first, as I said, my little jelly bean update. So I made it to the three month mark. Today is three months. Um, and I say I made it because I think a lot of people know, you know, as a single person being um, selfish for so many years. Uh, I just, you know, I didn't know, like you think you want something and you are a little hesitant cause you know, it's a big change, but in your heart, you know, you want it, but once you get it, you're afraid that you just wanted it cause you couldn't have it. If that makes any sense. And I have had a couple girlfriends who, you know, really wanted kids and they did IVF and they did all these things and then they had them and they're like, wow, I can't believe this. This is the worst thing ever. Um, that has not been my experience. Um, it has been joy after joy after joy. Um, in part because I got the most amazing little miracle, but in part because like, I realized there really was a hole in my heart. <laughs> like truly there was something missing. And they say, you know, uh, really a partner can't solve that and a, a child can't, you know, fix you. But the thing is, everything else in my life was perfect. And, and there was that missing piece and she's here. And I've just been having so much fun with her. She's finally sleeping a little more. Um, last night was a slight miracle. Um, I put her down. Well, she had a little fussiness before bed, but she was finally asleep asleep at 10. She didn't wake up until after four. I did her hour routine and then put her back down and she wasn't awake at 8.30. So I was able to get eight hours of sleep in a nine hour period, which is just heaven because I think many people knew I was in bed for 13 hours, getting six hours of sleep in one hour increments for a while. 
So, phew, I made it through it. And uh, people are telling me that um, they think that I look happier and more refreshed now in my pictures. And it's just the glow of her, really, truly. So, please, 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 if you have a dream, please go after it. I mean, if you know in your heart, you know, if you're just like super stuck and you're you're thinking that you're gonna you know win the lottery or something obviously don't don't make major changes but if you're truly passionate about something and you really feel it like please do it because I wish I did this sooner um which basically brings us into today's guest perfectly um Dory Clark is an adjunct professor at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business and the author of Entrepreneurial You Reinventing You and Stand Out which was named the number one leadership book of 2005 by Inc. Magazine. Rockstar! A former presidential campaign spokeswoman, the New York Times described her as an expert at self-reinvention and helping others make changes in their lives. Is this not so cool? She's a frequent contributor to the Harvard Business Review. She consults and speaks for clients, including Google, Microsoft, and, you know, the World Bank, just those small little organizations. She's also a producer of a multi-Grammy award-winning jazz album, which I did not know because I know her as a human, not as a bio, Um, but I just learned that when I saw her bio. And then you can download her free Entrepreneurial You self-assessment workbook and learn more about her at doryclark.com backslash entrepreneur. Welcome, Dory. Hey, Devin. I'm so glad to get to talk with you today. I am so glad to talk to you. This is so timely in a lot of ways for me even because... I want to not work as much. <laughs> um, now that I have Jelly Bean and I'm having so much fun, my uh, my assistant just took her to baby story time this morning, and I was like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> so I'm really glad you're here. I, I'd love to give people a little background as to how I met you um, first, and then I'll jump into the awesome questions because I know you're going to empower people. But basically... So my friend, Emily Liebert, who was also on the radio show, she's a rock star author and just a, she thinks out of the box, like no one I know. Um, so check out that show if you haven't already, but she invited me to meet up with Dory. We all went to the same college, Smith in Massachusetts and to invite or to meet up with Dory and a group of authors that Dory put together. And if I remember that correctly, you just decided that you wanted to meet other cool authors, right? Yeah, I had moved to New York in 2014 and didn't really have a lot of friends. And so I thought, you know, I I should I should make some friends. And the best way to do that is by inviting people to things. So I started doing these regular author and entrepreneur dinners, uh, which has been a great way of meeting people and building up a, a cool social circle. And so cool for me. So I happened to be in New York and this was during that blizzard that never happened. If people remember that, like they thought that um, New York was just like going to be a complete blizzard. They shut everything down. And when I say everything, I'm talking 24 hour fitness was shut down. Um, But it was, I guess the next night and it was either the next night or the night before. I can't remember, but my friend Emily wasn't going to make it in the end and uh, because she lives like way out of the city and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go anyway. And I met Dory, amazing. I met Lewis Howes, everybody probably knows him from School of Greatness. I met Peter Bregman, who is also super cool and one of these days I'm going to drag him on the radio show. And uh, it was just such an amazing evening. And so I applaud Dory for just, you know, getting people together and just asking because look at all these 
amazing people who came together. Um, but I just, I think that's really cool. And it kind of speaks to, I haven't read every word of all your books, but it feels very like, this is very much what she's writing about. Well, thank you. I, it was, it was a, a, an awesome night and I feel so lucky that we got to be friends because of it. Yeah. Okay. So your book, Entrepreneurial You, when you, I'm sitting here with the cover and it says monetize your expertise, create multiple income streams and thrive. How do we begin? That's so cool. <laughs> well, the good news is that you can actually begin in in pretty small ways. Um, people sometimes think that the idea of creating multiple income streams sounds overwhelming or just too way too complicated. Um, but the truth is, it's an incremental process. Even if you have a, a day job that you love that you want to keep forever. I know from personal experience, um, my first job, I actually ended up getting laid off from as a newspaper reporter. What? And yeah, it was it was really sad. I was people like who would lay you off? <laughs> <laughs> well, the pa- the paper is now defunct, so oh, it was. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was kind of uh, in in the vanguard of their uh, of of their um, kind of ride to the end, but y- you know it, it really showed me how something that we think of as the the quote unquote safe and secure option can suddenly become very unsafe quickly if you have one income stream and then all of a sudden it's it's gone without any warning, and so what part of what I'm working to accomplish in Entrepreneurial U is encouraging folks, whether they have an entrepreneurial venture already or, you know, they, they're they maybe just thinking about it a little bit, but they have this day job, is to think about what is some other income stream that you could create to have in your back pocket. And, you know, almost anybody, you could, you could start to do coaching on the side, consulting on the side. You could start up a, uh, a podcast or a blog. You could, you know, start an Etsy store. I mean, whatever it is, but it gives you optionality. And in the process can be something that's fun and interesting and, and helps you meet new people. Uh, so it's, it's something that I really encourage everyone to consider. Can we take a couple steps backward and assume that there are people out there who are just like, oh, I'm not smart enough for that. I'm not good enough for that. There's nothing that I could consult on. There's nothing like how does somebody because you and I know that it, it doesn't have to be this like, oh, thing, you know. Um, so how does somebody like basically decide to start, you know, like say you have maybe you're good at making jewelry or you. Um, you know, you know, you give advice on one thing, like, I guess it's that, you know, like, what do you give advice on? But if you have any tips to someone who's like super stuck thinking that they don't have something, because I, I think you agree with me, like everybody has something, right? I, I do. Yeah. I, I think that probably the best and easiest way to figure out what you could be doing on the side is to look for clues in what your friends come to you for anyway. So meaning hmm. yeah. in every friend group, there are people that are kind of recognized for their, for their expertise. You know, we don't necessarily think of it this way, but they're recognized for their expertise in certain areas. So, you know, for instance, um, you know, you, you know, shocker, Devin, you could probably make a living with this like food thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine your friends are always saying, oh, hey, Devin, you know, I'm, I'm looking to lose a few pounds. How should I start? Or, hey, Devin, I'm looking for a really great 
meatloaf recipe? What you know? What do you recommend? And so similarly for you know for everybody, whether you're the person that everybody always wants to take to the mall because you're the one with really good fashion sense and they want your advice, or maybe you're always up on the latest tech trends, and so people, if they're looking to get a new phone or a new computer, they always want your advice on that. You can look at that as clues to where people who know you best think that you have expertise that's worth listening to. And that can be the start of possibly beginning to create something and monetize around it. I completely agree. And I'm glad like we took it to that place because even now, like honestly, as though as much as I'm amateur mom, I'm starting to have very strong opinions of things. <laughs> and and so I think that is, you know, that's all people need. Like I just want to really emphasize that. Like you just need something that you have strong opinions that most people like find valuable once you share them, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think that sometimes people assume that there has to be some kind of, you know, credentialing or like, oh, I didn't I didn't go to school for that or I don't have a degree in that. But that's that's not really how the modern world works anymore. People are much more willing to just recognize expertise. I mean, in fact, in the coaching world, for instance, I, you know, I run uh, an online course that I do called Recognized Expert, uh, which helps professionals become recognized experts in their field. And I get a lot of questions from folks who want to be coaches or consultants. And they say, oh, should I, should I get the, you know, should I go through this program? Should I get accredited? And what I tell them is, you know what, if you are looking for for interesting methodologies, if you're looking for professional development and you want to learn, you know, better ways of interacting with people or something, you know, by all means, go do that. You'll learn some cool stuff. But if you're looking for a credential because you think it'll make it easier to get clients or you think you'll get more respect, you won't. I mean, most, most people don't even know or care who certifies coaches. And it's a little bit of a pipe dream to think, oh, getting this certificate is going to make everything better. What people are looking for is demonstrated expertise and the ability to create results in their lives. I couldn't agree more. I think it's funny because I started going to dietitian school, um, and realized that it was so regulated, like the long and short of it, it's so regulated that I wouldn't be able to help people in the way I help them and have results. Like my weight loss, the way I did it didn't fall into a dietitian model, but I got to the place where all dietitians want you to get, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so like long term, I wanted that, but I'm like, wait, if I get that certification, not only is it a ton of time and chemistry and things that I've never been good at, at But it also, like, prevents me, like, the regulations prevent me from working in a way that I can help someone start small. Like, I'm supposed to tell you that you have to eat this many calories and you have to do this and you have to do that, not personalize it. So I kind of bailed from that. And I have a ton of, obviously, nutrition education and all of that. But it was actually better for me in my field not to get the the snobby certification. Yeah, it's, it's ironic, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, okay. So now we have our expertise and we want to start, I guess the first step is not monetizing it as we've learned from your book. Um, You have to do a few things before that. Can you tell us sort of the order that you would proceed once you have that thing that you really want to go after? Indeed I can. And you're right. I think that a place where a lot of people stumble is that they 
rush to monetize. You know, they, they kind of uh, assume, oh, I have to make money from this right away. And actually, what often results in far better long-term results is working to build a following and build trust with that following first and only later monetizing. This is about this is about playing the long game, essentially. Because if you think about it, if you already like and trust an expert, you know, if you if you've already been familiar with their ideas, you know that they're smart, you know that you agree with what they say, when they, you know, come to you and say, "Hey, you know, I have this new course, I have this new book." You they don't have to give you a hard sell. It's not like a high pressure situation. You're like, all they need to do is say, "Hey, I have this thing." And you're like, "Oh, I want that thing. Yeah, I'm going to buy that." And it and it's easy. It doesn't feel high pressure. It's a win for everybody. Whereas if you were just introduced to somebody, you didn't really know anything about who they were or what their ideas were, in order to convince you to, to part with your money, they're going to have to beat you over the head with some high-pressure sales uh, process. And, uh, and it, it, that's, that's not comfortable for anyone. So s- building the trust first through creating free content that you share so that other people can see what your ideas are, know that they resonate with them, and then later you can monetize. Ooh, I love this. Um, we have to go to break in a minute, but I... Totally agree. And it's funny because when I was trying to get on TV, I'm just using my life as an example so people can see that this is actually, I mean, obviously everyone knows it sound advice, look at your background, but um, it was funny. Like I really wanted to be on TV and like to reach, because I wanted to reach a mass audience. I think most people know that I couldn't care less about the fame and stuff. I just want to really impact change. And um, I took a job at Muscle and Fitness Magazine for like $30,000 a year at 30 years old to just understand the media world and um, really get in there and like write articles. And it worked like a charm. Um, So it basically like gave me the ability to then be, look, I am an expert. I'm published. I'm all these things. And granted, that was a paid job, but it was literally a lowly assistant. (laughs) And I say that in that job because that's how I was treated. I don't believe assistants are lowly, but I really, it was very much like, you know, I came in in that way and then I did gain the respect and I did end up, you know, getting to be a consultant for magazines. So on that note, we are going to go to break. But when we come back, Dory is going to expand on this and tell you how you can really start making money doing something you love instead of, you know, either being stuck in that job that you don't like or not spending enough time with your kids or any of that. So stay tuned. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, 
gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I'm back with Dory Clark, who is an alum of my college, a friend, and one of the coolest authors in the entire world to help you if you don't love your job. Um, she could not be more about have it all if we, um, yeah, I mean, she just couldn't. Her, her books are entrepreneurial, you reinventing you and stand out. And so we were just talking about the fact that everybody has an expertise and what is that thing that your friends come to you and think there. So Dory, like we were starting to say this, but once you... Once you have that expertise and you know what it is, um, to start building confidence in that, you obviously don't go and be like, hey, pay me for something you don't know about. So one way to do that, obviously, is to start start sharing things online. Like, what are the other things that people can do to, like, build up something so they don't have to, you know, hard sell? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, Devin, one key is to, to share your ideas in a public forum so that like-minded people can find you and come to you. So it could be blogging, it could be speaking, it could be podcasts or videos, etc. Those are great ways to connect with, with an audience of people that resonates with what you're doing. Another thing simultaneously is if, if, for instance, you're thinking about building a coaching or a consulting practice as well, is if you're just getting started, it is extremely useful to sign on with you know a few people, let's say three to five people, that you coach either for free or very close to it. I actually like for people to get paid a little bit, but it, it, it really doesn't have to be anything. It could be like, hey, you know, 25 bucks, something like that. But you do that with people who are friends or, or you know, reasonably good acquaintances in exchange for them being willing to give you a testimonial quote that you can use. And that is extremely valuable because even if you're not charging market rates, um, they, they're giving you something of great value, which is, you know, the testimonial quote showing that, yes, you've done this before, you have some credibility, and the experience that you have with them, you're going to learn from it, and you're also going to essentially get a case study that you can cite in talking with other potential clients. You can say, oh, well, you know, I was working with one executive who was having this issue, and we did ABC, and then he was able to totally overcome that. And when you say that, it really connects with, with other people who see themselves in that situation. They say, oh, well, you know, maybe Devin can help me too. 
So how do you determine who the best people are? Like, do they have to be, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know anybody, but they don't have to be like somebody you consider, quote, anybody, right? Like most of them, if not all of them can be your neighbor or your friend or how do you go about finding those people or determining who those people should be? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that uh, if, if we're looking in the beginning uh, to, you know, quote unquote, connect with influencers or something like that, but, you know, that's, that's really putting the cart before the horse. What, what we need to do early on is just, just build our skills at a basic level and show that we can provide value to regular people. And so essentially, you know, yeah, your, your friends, your neighbors, your, your colleagues, uh, et cetera, would be the people that you'd go to. So for instance, if I wanted to start a business um, where I was, uh, let's say, doing men's fashion consulting, I would basically go to the you know the guys that I know and say, "Hey, look, I you know I'm uh, I'm starting this men's fashion consulting business. I can do a half day session where I can go through your closet and help you pick out uh, outfits, and then uh, we can take a shopping trip together, something like that. And I would be glad if you're interested. Uh, I'd be glad to do that. You know, for for free in exchange for a testimonial. Or if it's not of interest to you, maybe you have a friend that you think would like this, and I'd mm-hmm. be glad to extend the offer." to them as well. You have a sorry friend who isn't getting dates because he, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, um, no, that's, I mean, that's amazing. That's like a really good example. And I I guess it just really doesn't matter, right? That it's not a person. I mean, it's funny because, you know, you talk about your friends and I know who your friends are, but it can be, you know, they, they can be regular people. Like sometimes regular people, um, just your neighbor, um, can be like such a powerful testimonial because they've not gotten a service like this before and they'll like gush to the to the hilt right yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there there's a, a world of opportunity. I think that sometimes the the Instagram culture uh, somehow implants the idea in people's minds that unless it, you know, if if you're a personal trainer, that like unless you're Britney Spears's professional tra- you know personal trainer, then you know, oh well, clearly you couldn't ever possibly make a living. Like you have to be doing things with celebrities from day one. And that's just so untrue. Um, there, there's a world of opportunity out there serving just regular people and regular professionals. And, you know, if you happen to know celebrities, you know, God bless, that's amazing. But, uh, but mostly what people want to know, it's not that, you know, a lot of famous people, what they want to know is, can you help someone like me? And so if you are able able to find, you know, a 50 year old mom and you help her lose weight, that is amazing because it's actually a lot more relevant to all the other 50 year old moms out there that you've helped that person as compared to, oh yeah, I work with 22 year old models that are size zero. Ha, yes, all those people. (laughs) (laughs) So I know a lot of us think that, oh, well, Well, actually, can we talk about how, because I know this is the hardest part for people. Like, so say you get these testimonials, right? And by this point, like, you're getting a lot more confidence is another thing. Like, I loved that you said that, you know, like, once you do that, you have the case studies to talk about. I think part of it, in addition to, you know, the expertise is just the confidence. Like, wow, I really did help somebody. Like, I really took the time and, and made that happen. But then, so how do you figure out how to charge or what to charge for the next clients? 
Yeah, this this is a, a, a big challenge for people. And in fact, I have uh, a chapter in Entrepreneurial You called The Courage to Monetize because it it actually is a matter of courage in a lot of ways. Um, part, there's, there's two factors at hand that we need to address, right? So one is the informational challenge where you just might not know what's a common price for things. You, you might not be sure what the market rates are. Um, so partly it's about getting that information. But the other challenge is even if you do have that information, it's feeling like, oh my gosh, am I qualified to charge that? You know, all these other people have more experience or, you know, it, it, it seems weird. Maybe it seems expensive to ask for that. Uh, and, and so there's kind of a self-confidence issue as well. So to address both of these these points, I think that uh, the first one, the informational one, is something that sometimes can be figured out online. Uh, so, for instance, you know, you can do some Google searches or, or whatnot, and depending on what kind of a business you're thinking of going into, sometimes rates are posted online, and you can find that pretty easily. Um, however, another thing that you can do is to think about people that you know in your social circle who have bought services like that before and to ask them because they probably have a, a pretty keen understanding of what a standard and appropriate rate is for uh, for something like that. So start to, to gather that, that information so you at least have a ballpark of what's, you know, what's on the high end, the premium end, what's the average, what's the low rate, et cetera. And then you can begin to think about how you want to position yourself within it. Um, if you are just starting, then yeah, maybe you do want to be on the, on the lower end because you, um, because you, you want the experience, frankly. And so if you can open up to, to getting more people, then why not? But if you're somebody who's coming in and you already have some kind of a, you know, special credential, even if you haven't necessarily done that activity, before, but you have, you know, some, some background, uh, you know, may, maybe you've been a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, but you trained at Le Cordon Bleu, you know, great. People would recognize that and say, oh, that's, that's interesting. So maybe you can charge higher for your culinary consulting. Um, so you can make the determination where you want to position yourself in the marketplace through your pricing choices. Cool. Yeah. And as you, I mean, obviously like starting out, it's, um, it's a lot more hit or miss, I think. Um, but eventually it really does take courage to be like, um, you know, wow, I am worth this. This is what other people are getting. And even if it sounds high to you, um, to know that you're worth it, I guess. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you talk a lot in your books about starting a speaking practice um, I'd love for you to talk about like how much experience do you think someone needs? Like, can they, for instance, I know like there's a Neptune's woman's group that's asked me to speak here where they have a lot of newbie speaker. I mean, they've asked me, you know, obviously not, they know I'm not newbie, but, um, as like a treat thing, cause it's a not for profit, but would you recommend like coaching on speaking? Would you recommend, um, like, what are the steps to really get your speaking practice going if you think you have something to say? Yeah. So if you're interested in in becoming a speaker, doing more of it, there's there's a few phases, right? I, in Entrepreneurial U, I call this Clark's Law of Professional Speaking. And uh, that. yeah, it goes something like this, Devin. So phase one is no one is interested in hearing you talk at all. <laughs> we got to start there, right? Um, start two, you know, step two is, okay, they're interested in having you speak if you'll speak for free. 
And, you know, all right. Step three is they are interested in having you speak and they might even be willing to give you a small honorarium. And then finally, you work your way up to phase four, which is where, yes, they're interested in having you speak and they are willing to actually pay you your, your full fee. They're willing to pay you what you're worth. And so the, the thing to keep in mind, a lot of people... This is, you know, very much like the the monetization conversation in general. A lot of people really want to get paid to speak immediately. And unless you are already a celebrity through other means, you know, whatever, you're an actress or a professional sports star, or you made a great sex tape or <laughs> whatever. Or you were on The Biggest Loser and had a weight loss journey. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Then you can be paid to speak right away. But for most people, if you're not coming into it already with a platform, then you, uh, then you need to speak for free for a while so that A, you can get good at it, you know, practice, but also B, so that you can essentially just establish yourself and prove to organizers, hey, I, you know, I've been here, I, I know the ropes, etc. But so you work your way up, first of all, from doing speaking for free, and you can think of it as a way of promoting your business. So, you know, there are some benefits to it, you can get a financial reward, but it's on the back end, if people hire you for coaching or consulting, or they buy your product. And then over time, you're able to, uh, to get hired by more and more prominent organizations. Cool. And so like for your first speech, like you're like, okay, I think I can speak. Uh, and you're doing the men's clothing. Let's go back to that. Um, where, how would you go about figuring out what the first speech should be? Yeah. So ideally what you want your speech to be, I mean, first of all, you would have a conversation with the event organizers to find out who is in the audience and what they would be most interested in. Uh, so for instance, you know, there, there's there's some variations depending on what you might encounter. So one possibility is, let's say it's a group of women entrepreneurs. And so in that case, you would probably, you know, a relevant talk would be talking about your entrepreneurial journey and what you had learned, the lessons that you had learned on the path to creating your successful men's fashion consulting business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one variation. But let's say it's a different audience. Let's say it is, uh, it's an audience of primary primarily male tech executives and they're bringing you in as kind of uh, you know, they're doing like a personal style track at a conference. In that case, you're going to want to give a talk that is much more keyed to the content of your business. And so you might uh, give a talk that's about, you know, 10 fashion mistakes that tech executives make and how to avoid them or or something like that. Ooh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all know. I also do a lot of speaking and um, I have for decades and I have been very fortunate to monetize it, Um, especially in the days of Biggest Loser. I was like, whoa, this gets paid well. Um, But so but for that very first speech, like if somebody wanted to like, how do you even go about figuring out like who would potentially even for free have me speak? How would you search out those people? Yeah, so oftentimes um, it is groups, uh, groups or associations that you 
have some connection to already are usually a good starting point. Um, so for instance, it might be, you know, groups that commonly would have speakers um, might be chamber of commerce groups, uh, so, you know, sort of local business uh, associations. Uh, there could be kind of civic groups like a rotary group or a main streets organization. They will often have speakers from local businesses. Um, sometimes your city or town will do things like the, you know, the, uh, the city, uh, might have an economic development uh, arm where they organize conferences or workshops for local business owners. You could reach out to them and, and volunteer. I think an easy thing to do is to get a copy of um, your local business journal, for instance, and uh, and just see in the in the weekly events section what is listed, and then that will give you a clue as to who brings on speakers, and you can reach out to them and, and ask about that. Um, so similarly, um, this is about understanding your audience. So let's say, you know, you do health or lifestyle, something like that. You want to really get in the head of your customer and say, well, what events do they go to? What, uh, what blogs or magazines or newspapers or listservs do they read? And as you get to know them better and better, you want to ideally target the places that they're already congregating, the places that they're already uh, visiting or participating in, and then see if you can get in front of that. I love this. It's, I mean, I think your advice is like so sound and so on track and so doable is what I love. Um, We have to go to break in a couple minutes just to give you the heads up on that. But I love this because, you know, right now we all know I'm launching my next book. You can have it. March 20th um, is the release. And I know you already got a pre-copy because we swapped books. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Um, But I've been reaching out to the local hospitals, believe it or not, since it's a diabetes related book. Um, It's just, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, yes, you can go to mainstream media and all of that. But to me, like, I much more want to get in the magazines that are geared toward people actually suffering with diabetes or who are sitting in their doctor's office. You know, so it's, as you're saying, it's that kind of thing. It's like, where are the people who desperately need what you're doing um, going? What are they reading? What are they whatever? Where are they, as you said, congregating? And then, you know, target those. And then, as I said, we have... We have like a minute and a half before break, but very quickly, like who is there, who is the person that you would reach out at those places? Like, do you just randomly cold call? How do you do that? Yeah, if you were if you were looking to uh, to break in to become uh, l- let's say to contribute to a publication, uh, you would want to Google or search on their website for something like web editor, online editor, articles editor. You know, look for terms like that, and then see if you can find the name of the person and uh, and, and reach out to them. And uh, you might even be able to find them on on LinkedIn, for instance, if their email address isn't evident. Uh, if you're trying to speak, you would look for titles like the the program chair or the uh, the program coordinator, and uh, and reach out and inquire there. Very cool. Okay, well, we have to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to elaborate even more and get closer to our entrepreneurial success. Stay tuned, everyone. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Oh, my God, this hour is going so fast. I feel like I need Dory for like 10 hours. For those just joining, um, Dory Clark is the author of Entrepreneurial You, Reinventing You, if you need any reinventing you, and Stand Out. Um, I'm sitting here with her book and on the back cover, um, when I need advice, I call Dory Clark. When I have a question about entrepreneurship, I call Dory Clark. When I want to read a book about monetizing ideas I have, I read Entrepreneurial You. And that's James Altucher. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. How do you say his name? Yeah, James Altucher. Oh, Altucher. He's a rock star. For people who don't know, he's a rock star, rock star entrepreneur and author um, himself. And I'm like, whoa. Um, so basically, you technically wrote his book. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but to have someone like that come to Dory, like, she certainly can help little old me. Um, so I'm super excited, and I hope she's helping you too, which I'm sure she is. And I'm hoping that she's giving everyone ideas and everybody during these breaks that has been thinking, gosh, how, what can I do to make money on the side? Um, whether you're a rock star stay-at-home mom who um, wants to build a business while spending tons of time with her children, or if you're uh, somebody who doesn't love their job and wants to have multiple streams of income, which is what says on the front of our book, which is just so sexy. Um, so Dory, creating multiple income streams, I think when we were talking, you said you have nine. That um, is true. Uh, not to totally out you, but can you share at least a few of like how you have money flowing in, in nine different ways? <laughs> and again, I, no pressure for all nine. Um, that's, that's okay. I think, I think sometimes it's helpful for people to hear what possibilities are. Um, so in my case, I do um, marketing strategy consulting, which is actually how my 
business originally started. That was kind of the first income stream. And for many years was my only income stream. Uh, I also do executive coaching. I write my books. I do part-time business school teaching. I do paid keynote speaking. We were actually just talking earlier about how to how to get your your speaking business going. So that's one of them. I do uh, online courses. I do affiliate income, which is for those who are not familiar with it, it's where you do cross promotions of colleagues' products, and then if people buy it, uh, the colleague will give you a referral fee for that. Um, I do live events like workshops, and then I also have uh, paid mastermind groups that I run. Do you sleep? <laughs> I got eight hours last night, so you oh, and me wow. both, Devin. Yeah. Oh, yay! Um, and I want to take a moment to say that Dory is very fit. Like, she has the same body she had in college. Um, so I applaud you for keeping fitness. And actually, if you don't mind, for 30 seconds, telling us how you pulled that off. I would love it. Oh, thank you. Because you're on the road, and you're traveling, and you're busy. And, like, as I said, there's a lot going on. So I'd love to hear, like, what you do. Because you really seriously look like you're a college student in many ways. <laughs> well, that is very kind. One of the things that's actually very helpful to me is uh, I live in New York City, and so walking is really a part of the culture here. I I didn't even realize the impact of it, um, but about uh, a year into living here, I discovered that I had actually lost about 10 pounds, and it was not doing anything different. It was just that I had walking integrated into my life so much more. I didn't really have to think about it to get to the the 10,000 steps as it were. Um, so walking is a big part. I, I just try to make a point of doing that where I can. And then in addition, uh, something that's really worked for me is I use uh, ClassPass where you buy you uh, know, yeah. 10, 10 classes a month and uh, you prepay for them. And I've discovered, you know, I think part of it with fitness is just like hacking your psychology. And so for me, I am someone where it really bothers me to have paid for something and not use it. And so I feel highly motivated to use all the class credits that I can. So, you know, I, I don't always do it, but but it, essentially it means that, you know, every third day or so, I will be taking some kind of a, a fitness class, which is helpful. I love that because, you know what? I mean, I'll be honest, I say this all the time. Like, I am the same way and I believe it or not, like sometimes, especially when I'm busy, it's really easy for the workouts to go to the wayside if I haven't made an appointment with somebody else. And it's really sad to be honest that I'm still in a place in life that I don't, um, I don't, I guess, keep the promises to myself the way I need to keep promises to other people. And I'm working on that. I am. But, but serious, I mean, it's, it is interesting. Like those, as you said, I love that you called it a hack because I think those things are important, like to set that stuff stuff up. So it's there. So when you're writing a book and you're asked to be on a podcast and you're asked to do a million other things, like you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, uh, have you read the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin or had her on your show, Devin? No, but you know what? I've heard her say, speak in person um, through my entrepreneurs organization. And I forget which I was. Yeah, it's I, I, I forget the, the names of all of them. But you know, right. one, for people who aren't familiar with it, one of the kind of dividing lines is, are you, uh, are you able successfully to keep 
to keep promises to yourself and all and and or to others and and a very common category for people is that a lot of times people are are, are much better at keeping promises to other people rather than the ones to themselves. And so in that case, as long as you know that, that's fine. You, you know, you have the workout buddy or you have the accountability partner or whatever, and you just, you hack your psychology to make it work for you. Yes. Which is awesome because I need that. <laughs> totally. Um, so when you were talking about affiliate promotions, I think a lot of people aren't familiar with that. So just as something to aspire to, obviously you're not starting this out of the gate. Can you elaborate? I know you briefly touched on it, but can you elaborate a little more like how all that works? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially what, um, what you would do in a situation like that is ideally if you have been building up an opt-in email list um, of, you know, your audience of, uh, of, of, people who kind of congregate around some shared interests, you know, let's, let's take our example, right? right? Let's pretend you're a men's fashion consultant. And so you have created an email list um, where people who are interested in that have opted in. So let's say you have a thousand guys who want to be better dressers on your, your email list. Um, If that is the case, there are other things that that audience might be interested in as well. And you can determine more, you know, as you get to know them, you might survey them, you might, be getting emails from your readers so that you have a sense. So maybe these guys who want to uh, get better at, at dressing, maybe they also want to increase their charisma. You know, they, they want to, if they're up-leveling their style, maybe they want to, you know, be more compelling or persuasive or something like that in, in the business world. And so let's say you have a friend that has a course on how to become more charismatic. You might promote that to your list, you know, and send out an email. Hey, I have this friend. She has this amazing course. Um, you know, I took the course or, or whatever. I think it's really great. You know, if you're if you're interested, here's here's the link to learn more about it. And so, if the guys sign up for it, um, they would your friend would pay you an affiliate commission for it. And so, it, it's no extra fee for the customer. They're not paying more. But typically, because um, oftentimes these things are, are digital. you can have a a pretty large margin without cutting into the person's profits. So oftentimes on digital products, the affiliate fee can be somewhere between 30% and 50%. So it can become a pretty substantial source of income for you. And ideally your readers like it enough that they say, oh my gosh, thanks for introducing this to me. This is really helpful. The only caveat here is that it's really important to choose your partners wisely because of course, if you introduce your readers to someone that is awful or that is not uh, appropriate to their needs, they're going to be upset and that will uh, come back to haunt you. Uh, So you need to protect the integrity of that relationship above all. So when you're doing that, Um, how do you, are these people who you already had relationships with, or do you reach out to like, are are they, as I said, are they like friends and colleagues or you can just randomly be like, Oh my God, I love this. I'm going to this person and asking. You can totally do both. Um, absolutely. Uh, I think as you begin to travel more and more in, uh, you know, circles of entrepreneurs, let's say you might get to meet people. But yeah, if there's a product that that you really love, um, you can certainly reach out and ask if they have affiliate uh, promotions. And, uh, and sometimes they do. Um, so, so I, I think, you know, the, the best things to promote are things that you already are a consumer of and know for a fact are good and interesting and helpful. 
Okay, now we're going to take a turn and I'm going to out myself and hopefully ask for a little bit of personal coaching in the interest of everybody else benefiting from this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh Uh-oh. So I was starting a group weight loss coaching program. And I, which a lot of people have asked for, I, everyone knows I've helped someone lose 230 pounds, someone lose 170, 140. Like I transformed myself. I've obviously contributed to some biggest loser weight loss success. I mean, like there's no question that I know that I have this skill and I can really impact people's lives. Um, that said, when I was doing a group coaching program, um, One, I felt super cheesy, like, hey, join my program. And two, I had as many people who are my loyal fans who I genuinely care about because they've been, like, they've clearly been my loyal fans. They like my posts. They respond to things. They ask me questions. I answer back, telling me that they just couldn't afford it. And is there any way I could scholarship them? And honestly, like the whole experience made me feel so bad, like between the cheesiness of the, hey, buy this. And, you know, it just felt infomercially. And then the people who I just want to help people. And I mean, it's funny because I have no problem. Like I actually get really good speaking rates and I have no problem getting money there um, and knowing my worth. And, you know, I get paid very well to be a spokesperson and things like that. And I turn things down all the time and whatever. But somehow in this genre can we coach me (laughs) we can totally coach you Devin absolutely so so there's a couple of things here so number one I I agree with you I think that actually a lot of the marketing around um you know coaching programs or like you know online courses things like that um it can be cheesy and I think that unfortunately because because the genre has a lot of it Many times people look around and they say, oh, this is how it's done. This is how it has to be done. And so they assume that that is the the tack that they have to take as well. And I think that that is ill-fitting for a lot of people. And it sounds like certainly for for you as well. Um, I'm with you. I mean, my readers are a pretty sophisticated group of, of folks and they're not, they're not the kind of people that respond to heavy sales pressure or whatever. Like I think, I think they would find it insulting and I don't want to do that. So I think that something that, that is important is I, the, the tone that I always strive to take with my readers is, Hey, I have this thing. If you're interested, click here to learn more. You know, here's a little bit more about the thing. And, you know, it's it's really it's really like no more high pressure than that, you know? And am I missing out on some sales because I'm not like banging the drum and, you know, live in the time only, you know, mm. probably, but I but it's about the long game. It's about the long-term relationship. And so if you have built up a strong enough relationship and enough trust with the readers, all you need to say is, "Hey, I have this thing." And the people who are really engaged with you are going to be like, oh my God, tell me about your thing. I want your thing. Um, So I think that's number one. Number two, in terms of the pricing, I think that we just have to get comfortable with it, honestly, because the the truth is um, you, you and I both share the vast majority of our information for free. We're blogging, we're podcasting, we're doing all this stuff. People can get 
you know, a huge percentage of it for free. And so I don't think that there's anything wrong with having premium positioning. As long as you're upfront about it, you're like, look, this is this is my premium offering. If this is not affordable for you right now, I have lots of other free stuff. Check out the free stuff here. But, you know, this is meant to be a, a premium thing. We, we have to get comfortable with the fact that not everyone is going to be able to afford every single thing that we do, but we're still sharing a lot of value with everybody. Oh, I just hate, I mean, I, you're right. You're a hundred percent right. And I just hate that. Cause like, I want everybody to be fit and healthy and feel their best. Um, but that said, we have like two minutes left, which I can't believe. Cause I wish I could talk to you for 40 more hours and I'm sure people are feeling the same way. So please tell us where we can get more Dory Clark. Oh my gosh, thank you. The best place to get more Dory, including, uh, speaking of free, more than 500 free articles that I've written for places like Forbes and the Harvard Business Review is my website. It's doryclark.com, D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K.com. If you're interested in multiple income streams, I also have a free uh, 88-question entrepreneurial use self-assessment that that anyone can get for free at doryclark.com slash entrepreneur. Cool. Thank you. I like, I seriously can't thank you enough. This has been so helpful. I'm sure people are going to be not only checking you out, but also, um, you know, like really rethinking, uh, some of their life. And, uh, I'm, I'm just so excited to have been able to share this hour with you. So thank you so, so much. Thank you, Devin. Everyone, have a great, great week, and I will look forward to catching up next week. Stay tuned uh, to hear what's coming up. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.